This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. We're going to talk about building confidence as a PR professional. Um, Part of this piece of confidence is owning your expertise. It's knowing when a client calls you, they're seeking your guidance even before you sign the retainer agreement. And you can push back on things they're telling you because they may not have the full picture. Their perception of the way things work might not be accurate or current. And it's helpful and it helps to establish your expertise by sharing with them what really is happening now in our industry. So I think having confidence is really important to the sales process, to pitching the media, um, you know, to having a business as an entrepreneur. Do you step into your role as the leader of your business? Are you feeling like you were just thrown into it and you're not quite a CEO of your business and so you don't feel comfortable making those decisions like a CEO of a six or seven figure business would make. You know, if you say, well, I'm just a PR freelancer, you know, um, that's not a CEO mindset. That's not coming from a place of confidence. Um, You know, we know that confidence in pitching our services and confidence in our uh, ability to deliver and in our role as the leader of our company is really important, but it's also not easy to achieve. And I wouldn't say achieve like it's a goal, like a finish line, but it's always something you can work on and grow. If you want to feel your best, you know, sell your services, land your ideal clients, build meaningful relationships with the media that are going to convert to press features, then it is important that you are confident in the value that you're providing to them. And all, you know, whether it's media or your clients, to be really confident in that value that you're providing. It's like this, this soft skill, right? Confidence is a, is a skill. It's something you can learn. It's something you can hone. You can grow it. Um, so we're going to talk about the four key skills that you need right now to be successful in PR, in running your own PR agency. And then I'm going to give you my best tips for building confidence in those skills. I want you to have these mindset reframes so that you can build your confidence to work towards consistent growth. Okay. So four skills you need to be successful in PR. Um, and confident in the value that you're providing. So obviously, number one, communication. Um, It's absolutely essential as a PR professional, but you need to communicate in a few different ways, including with prospective clients. So in a sales capacity, in in a service capacity, even with prospective clients, um, you have to be able to communicate the value of your services 
you know, answer any questions that they have, be able to confidently educate your clients on what PR actually is and what it isn't, how it's beneficial to them and what it isn't responsible for doing for them, which immediately sales comes to mind, right? That is not a KPI that should measure the results of what we're doing. PR is not sales. It can absolutely drive sales and drive demand. You're creating awareness, consumer affinity for your client's products or services. For sure, it should help drive sales. Ultimately, that would be wonderful if that happens because then, of course, there's more revenue and more money for your services. But that's not the goal of PR. It's awareness. It's visibility, positive consumer sentiment. Um, so we also you know, want to be able to communicate results with clients in a way that really highlights the value of that result, that piece of press, that win that you secured, to be able to com communicate that. Um, and I think that's a piece that's sometimes missing. Just reporting hits, giving clients a boring spreadsheet with numbers and links, everything on that spreadsheet looks exactly the same and none of it looks impressive. What's impressive are visuals um, and then breaking it down for them about the audience that reads that publication, the, the uh, size of the audience, the demographics, the feedback from the editor pulling quotes from the article, if it really positions your client favorably in the market and distinguishes them from their competition. That's taking one result and putting it out in a way that's really tangible. Pull out the wins. Your monthly recaps should be like, bam, look at this. We got you. Bullet, bullet, bullet. <clears throat> look at all the visuals. Inside Agency Accelerator, we teach you how to um, create clips uh, and they're they're awesome um, because they're very visual. So communicating results in a way that really highlights the value. What are you sharing with them that makes them feel like they're really getting that value they're paying for? That's another way communication is important. You are showing them what you did in a really visual way and you're um, updating them on your progress so that they see, even if the results aren't coming, they're clear that work is being done. You know, you're keeping it positive. You're keeping it um, active so that they know from you, you know, results haven't come yet, but the wheels are in motion. This agency's out there pounding the pavement for me. So you also will need to help your clients communicate effectively. So if you land a client in an interview, maybe they haven't done a lot. Maybe they're not super telegenic. They can't carry a segment. Um, either you give them some insight, key talking points, key messaging, and, and give them some uh, pointers, or there could be a PR professional that's uh, focused on um, media training that could come in and help them do that. But as a comms pro, if it's not like a really crazy hard-hitting interview um, and it's just like light and whatever, you can help them nail their messaging and help them be telegenic and walk them through how to carry a segment.
that's good communicating. Um, and as you send out pitches, you have to stay in contact with editors, journalists, be consistent, following up, adding value. So you build those relationships with media per professionals. That's also good communication. So it's really essential as a PR pro, not just, you know, um, writing or whatever, but being a good communicator so everyone knows what's happening. And on my end, I value being quick to respond, not at the expense of accuracy, but being on top of it. So if I'm in normal business hours and you email me, I'm going to get back to you as quickly as possible, even to say I'm working on this and you should have an answer by the end of the day. So they know and they've seen you're acknowledging that you sent them something or that you that they sent you something. Um, but weekends and nights can wait till the morning. Even if I'm working, I'll boomerang it in Gmail to go out the next morning. But either way, being a responsive and timely communicator all is part of the skills needed as a PR pro to have confidence in the value you're providing. So one is com good communication. Two, storytelling, duh. But brand storytelling is a hallmark of PR and we still feel that it is extremely important, if, if not more important than ever, um, particularly with the events of the last couple years, people want to shop, they want to vote with their dollars. They wanna share their money and purchase from brands that matter and that have a real story. There's real founders behind these companies, um, you know, either on a big picture or a daily level, brands and PR pros should work to relate to people's emotions, their lives, their struggles, the things that they're dealing with on a daily basis. That's gonna impact the way that you pitch, but also the way that you can vet your prospective clients. You know, if you're vetting a potential client, you wanna consider how honed in they are and in tune with their audience. So it's really important to understand what their audience is, their needs, their, you know, their frustrations, and that this company is positioned in a way to help their target customer and to be appealing to the media. That's positioning and storytelling. Um, you know, it's not, brand storytelling isn't just important for creating compelling pitches, but it affects all of the messaging that consumers interact with, whether it's their branding, social media, um, there's a lot more to it. And that's why it's such an important and foundational skill for every PR pro to focus on building. You want to make sure that their actions are in alignment with what they're putting out into the world, that they're taking action that they're actually sharing on social. You know, if they're out there with social and posting Black Lives Matter, what does their company executive board makeup look like? Is there actual diversity in this company? Is that important to them? Are they taking action to support causes they believe in or is their social post just performative? Um, when there is not alignment, consumers can feel that it's not genuine 
and it's not a core value. Consumers are now voting with their dollars to align with companies that have shared values. And if your clients are not like walking the talk, um, you have to help them see that they're missing the mark there or help them really figure out who's their customer, what are their customers' needs and concerns? How can they fill those needs? And position it all that way. That's valuable expertise in storytelling that's beneficial to the client and that also will be useful to the media and make that connection with that brand. So that's two is storytelling. Three, analyzing data. Um, you need to find a way to report progress or success that isn't some made up fictional metric. So if you're able to understand the metrics behind your content performance, you're able to provide insight into the actions of visitors, um, you know, get into platforms from your clients like Google Analytics and really dive into the numbers, look for trends, look for baseline and see where traffic's coming from, where there's been an increase, you know, understand the metrics behind your content so that you're able to know what pages they're visiting, how long are they staying, what headlines are resonating, you know, all of that information can help guide your future efforts. It's informed decision making. Now, you know, now you have data, but it's only as useful as your understanding of it and your ability to use it to your advantage. So get into Google, ask your clients for access to their Google Analytics, poke around Another way that we're seeing this is um, Google's tool for advertising will give you search volume for certain keyword searches. And what we're seeing with the alignment of high search volume terms and products that fill those needs for things people are searching for, but don't necessarily have a high uh, results when you search these terms. So it's like high search volume, 50 to 100,000 searches a month, but a low results. So media can rank in there highly if they write about something because people are looking, but there's not a lot of content coming up in the return on that search. Your client's product solves that need people are searching for and you offer affiliate commission. Share that with the top, your top media outlets, give them that scoop and now you are giving them access to something people are looking for that they can write about in a genuine way because it's infotainment, they're calling it data-driven stories. They wanna write about things people wanna know about that really matter to them, but also it has to convert to sales. And so if there's an affiliate commission opportunity and a high search volume, that's like striking gold. And that data is available in Google's um, advertising platform, you know, which G Suite um, has access to that. You can see what the search volume is and use those analytics to help pitch out that gap that you can help fill. Um, and then you also need to be able to confidently educate your clients on PR the way that we see ROI. And again, it's not sales. A lot of people misunderstand PR as a strategy and it's our job as their service providers, as experts in the space to really inform them, make sure they understand the benefits 
of what it is we're doing. PR is not necessarily like a strategy. It's one approach to a layered communications um, overall plan. Earned media, there's also you know, paid media, there is you know, branded kind of advertorials with media directly. Um, the other thing here is really understanding the strategy tie-in with affiliate marketing and adding that in your repertoire. Inside the Pitch Lab, we did a whole masterclass on affiliate marketing, and then we brought in Bryce Gruber, who spoke, she's an expert. You wanna really understand affiliate marketing so you can build confidence around the idea of results because affiliate marketing will help generate direct revenue. Um, not again, not that that's something we're measuring in terms of a KPI, but we have seen media sell through so well with features about our clients that they media will keep writing about it or they'll take that same content and they'll update it and they'll add a new headline that's even more compelling and enticing. And we've had um, publications rerun it three to four times because it's driving sales for the publication. We would track the feature again and again and again as part of our, you know, our metrics. And if we wanted to look at that affiliate sell through, you can ask your client for access to their dashboard, um, whether it's impact, share a sale, whichever they're using. So um, you got to understand data, um, understanding affiliate, that's three, and then pitching. So you want to make sure that you have top-notch fundamental pitching skills, timing, relevance, all of that, those fundamentals, it still matters. It still matters. You have to connect with the right writers and editors at the right time when they're working on things, managing the lead times. Um, you want to pitch something that's tailored to them, what they cover, their publication, highly relevant to them, newsworthy, interesting. So um, you also want to be fully bought in to the strategy, the approach, the positioning that you're taking when you're pitching for clients. That confidence or the lack thereof, if you don't believe it, it comes through with your energy level, with your passion, your commitment to the idea and that pitch that you're sending out for your clients, you have to believe in what you're saying. And sometimes it's hard when you are maybe just starting out or you want new clients, you want the work and someone comes to you. What we're doing pitching wise is sales, really. It's convincing somebody to buy the story, the you know, buy the idea of talking about a product in their column. They have to believe it. They have to believe in it. You know, maybe these days they have to believe that they will get affiliate revenue, and that's fine too. But if you think something isn't great, if you think something isn't cool, if you have concerns, um, you probably cannot be as effective in your communication, in your pitching. 
I feel like one of the things that people always say to me on calls when I'm on sales calls is like, wow, you're so passionate. I love your energy. So that same level of confidence should be there when you're pitching. Like you've got to love it. And if you don't, it's uh, transparent. If it's not there, it's, it's uh, lacking that heart and emotion. So how are we building confidence? Um, prepare, plan. Sometimes you feel less confident in um, new situations if it's like you're not really prepared for it. I remember when I was an attorney, I was very young, you know, like, and I also looked young. I was 25, 26. And I would go to court. I, I got a certain kind of case for my firm. And I did so many of these cases. I was so prepared and I was very confident. Um, I had a judge say to me, I've never seen a young attorney stand up before me with so much confidence and be so effective. That confidence came from doing something multiple times and knowing how it was gonna go, being really confident in my case, and it made me very effective. And so the more that you can plan and prioritize learning also, um, you know, prepare for the unknown, but realize that you can learn what's going on in our industry. PR is always changing. So prioritize learning and feel confident in yourself and your skills because you are continually investing in, in time-wise or financially if you join any programs to be the best at what you do. And knowing that you're on top of it, it helps make you feel more confident in your ability. You can handle sticky situations. Um, you know what role you serve and what you don't. You can push back when you're not in the right role. Um, tasks that you're responsible for and also that you're not and knowing what to expect and how and why things are done a certain way will also add to that awareness and confidence in the way you're doing things and make you feel prepared um, as you you know go out and pitch or as you pitch new clients and say this is how it's going to go so you know it's about uh saying to yourself i'm going to be the best comms pro and also the best service provider and agency owner possible, which means I have to be able to provide the most value to our clients and know exactly what the hell's going on in our industry, learn the rules of the game because they change all the time and help our clients play to win. So you want to stay ahead of the trends to provide the best service possible, find a mentor that can help with these skills, um, somebody that will motivate you and inspire you to keep working towards your goals. Um, I also always, when I talk about mentors, I say to try to find someone whose values align with your vision, whose lifestyle aligns with your vision. I'm sorry, but if you're out there telling me that I can make millions of dollars and you never see your family you're never taking a trip with your family you're never posting pictures with your kids um you're showing your you know ferrari or whatever like i don't care about that i don't care if you have a ferrari i don't want a ferrari i'm never gonna that's never gonna be important to me that doesn't align with me at all like i want to hear that you are you know, out in nature, that you value experiences, that you value a deep, meaningful connection with your family. That's when I say find a mentor that their values align with yours 
and with your vision and your vision for your lifestyle, that mentor can show you like, this is how I've done it and how you can do it too. Um, if you want your thing, your business, your life, you know, life, your whatever to look the way that mine does or to look similar to mine. So um, that's what I always recommend. That person might be able to support you, give you advice, provide resources to help you build your skills. That's why we have our programs. It's structured um, in a way where you can absorb, absorb it and learn it. So the other thing too is practicing your skills. Um, we want to just do our very best at all times. Um, not at the sake of perfection paralysis that leaves you frozen, but momentum, take action, aim to become as good as you can. The better that you are at something, the more confident that you can become. And, you know, building your skills matters, um, having a community to support you matters. And it's lonely. It's really lonely to build a business on your own and you shouldn't have to. So, you know, having um, a mentor, taking your goals, break it down into smaller milestones so that you can feel successful completing something, you know, working towards a goal by completing smaller tasks. All of that. I mean, honestly, like I write stuff down so I could cross it out and it feels great. And like I start to be like, what else can I do? What else can I cross out? How much more progress can I make today? So you want to aim to be as good as you can in everything you do and create momentum by, you know, working towards a goal where you break it down into smaller tasks. The other thing I'll say, too, is when you're really confident in your skills and you understand the way that things work, you will also be confident when results are not happening the way you hoped or as fast as you hoped. That's confidence. That's not saying I did something wrong. It's saying all of the factors for success are not here. And until they are, we can't be effective. So um, some other mindset shifts. You have to know this, you are a valuable resource for your media contacts. You're not annoying them. I mean, we often think that the media has the upper hand in the PR media relationship. You know, after all, they're the ones, they're the gatekeepers, they decide the stories that get shared on their platforms. But we as PR professionals, we have information, experts, resources, solutions, stories, things worth sharing. And if you're doing your homework, then what you're offering, and if you follow the pitch lab approach, there's no spray and pray, it's targeted, tailored content. You're gonna offer something of, of interest, something relevant to their audience. So you're not a salesperson, you're not an annoying pest, you know, and um, if you feel like you're annoying, then maybe you are and try a different approach. But you are coming into this where your mindset is that you're a valuable asset who helps them do their job better. And the PR professional and journalist relationship, when you add value and you're helping them, they'll come back to you. Our media contacts know the kind of clients we work with and they'll come to us for relevant products four stories they're working on because they know like we represent baby brands and beauty brands. So they'll come to us and say, what do you have? You know, what else do you have? So if you don't really see yourself as an asset, 
you need to look at your list and make sure that your audiences align, that the products you're pitching them, the services, the experts, the stories you're pitching them align with what they're actually covering. Otherwise, you're a pest. Offer them something that they want. If you don't have something that your media contacts want, then figure it out and get something. So it could be mining your organization for stories, um, figuring out an angle and then talking to the client and seeing what they have that would fit that approach. Applying creativity to the stories you're already telling so that they're a better fit for those publications. It's making sure that when you reach out to the media, you're an asset and you're adding value because you know what they write about and you're giving them something that's relevant to them. If you can't give them something relevant, then you are a pest and just don't pitch them. Um, and so you wanna understand that simple truth that you provide value to the media, to your contacts. And when you know that for certain in your mind, it can change the entire tone of your pitches and that'll lead to more success. That confidence comes through in your writing. You know, there's less trepidation, there's more authority. Okay, so you provide value, know it for sure when you're pitching, and you add value to the world of PR too. So it's still one of the best ways to generate awareness, gain credibility, drive results for your clients. It's getting more and more difficult to find people like us who are skilled at media relations. So you're valuable simply because you do what you do and you do it well. You know, we see the new era of media, you know, hacks, um, are not doing what we do. They're offering cheap, quick wins that are not earned media, they're not impactful or meaningful. We're valuable because we are now a scarce resource and the more that we invest in what we're doing, the better we become and uh, we, we get more experience and get even um, more valuable to the media and our clients. So think of the value you bring to clients beyond media placements. So there's so much more that we do and we're also helping with key messaging. So in coming up with the storytelling and positioning, we're helping their marketing team, you know, really hone in on something that is going to move the needle and resonate with their customers. There are things sometimes that um, we're adding to the mix that's not just the results that we're getting. We help write um, brand positioning, copy, about us copy for founders. We're coming up with strategies that they can implement if they have slow movers. We're coming up with angles to help sell through. We're doing all kinds of things, adding value and making their businesses better and their jobs easier. Um, the other thing that I want you to keep in mind, a skill to really keep top of mind or a reality, a mindset, I should say, is that we know that as PR pros, sometimes things are just out of our control, no matter how good we are. We want to produce, we want outcomes, we want results. As achievers, as people who generate impact and results, it's really hard for us top performers when things are out of our control and out of our hands. That's really hard. There is a piece, no matter how good you are, where it's out of your hands, right? So you can put together a process. 
writing a pitch, developing a proposal, creating a plan, you have a process. We share all of this in the Pitch Lab and Agency Accelerator, depending on if it's agency focused or pitch focused, right? You know, creating a media list, we can create a process around it. Do all of the things right and be amazing at what we do, but at the end of it, the missing piece is that the outcome is not in our control. And that's really hard for people like us because it can mess with you mentally. As achievers and doers, it can really mess with you mentally. When it's all working, you feel like you're on top of the world, you feel like you're the best you know, service provider ever, like you are like in the zone, right? But when it doesn't, we sometimes think, well, I'm, I'm bad, like I suck or I'm garbage because you're so used to being an achiever that delivers outcomes. When you are someone who likes processes, you wanna do step A, step B, step C, step D, whatever, in a certain order, a certain way, and then have an outcome. And when you can't guarantee the outcome, you feel like, well, I did this process, what happened, it, it must be me. So it can interfere with your confidence in your business. And I know a lot of people in our industry have a hard time with it. Um, you know, we always say, don't take it personally, but when you feel like you have an edge and you're doing everything right, you're really good at what you're doing and it's still not working, it's really hard. And we know also the game has changed again. So we know too that our contacts don't have complete and total freedom to pick who they wanna feature, what they wanna write about, who they wanna work with. There are directives, they are now commerce editors and they have to sell through. So that's why it's hard in our industry right now. And mentally, as an achiever, it might be even harder for you. So if you feel like you're down on yourself, feeling negative about everything, shift your mindset and know that you have valuable expertise. Believe in yourself, the value you bring to the table to your clients and your media contacts, and let go of what's out of your control. You have to let that go and just know you're doing your job, you're doing it well, you're top of the game because you understand the rules. Um, try to let go of those things you can't control. If there's value in that confidence building, right? And I know it's so hard when that piece is outside of our control and we are like, we wanna just get results and someone else is in the driver's seat there, you have to let go of that because you cannot control it. You just can't. And don't forget what your career value really means to you. You know, we want to help you with career mastery so that you can earn the autonomy, the flexibility to pursue things you love, you're passionate about, um, you know, this kind of independence that frees you to deliver that best energy to the things and the people that matter most in your life. You know, like I said, it's about family. So I hope that those tips, those mindset redirects really help you at least have a plan for building confidence in the service you're providing, the value you're adding to your clients' businesses, the value you're adding to your media contacts so that you're confident when you're selling, when you're providing services, when you're pitching stories, 
when you're building your team, you're building your agency. So that's what I have for you. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune into next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.